0: Welcome back to The Hoist. You're listening on Sin 90.7 FM with Sandy and And that was Get Up by Polly and the Pockets. We've pulled that from their debut LP Live to Love, which is such a highly polished and off-kilter eight-track album full of a bunch of different sounds. I feel like there was a bit of disco infusion there. There's also some psychedelic pop rock. So good. And we are very thrilled to be joined by none other than Polly himself, Jackson Pollard front person of the band, Here in the Flesh. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: So stoked to have you in here. We are such huge fans of Polly in the
2: Pockets. Um, We're a little bit late to the party, I guess, but congratulations on the release of (laughs) Live to Love. Thank you very much. (laughs) That's okay. How's the reception been uh, since then, since the release?
1: Yeah, we've been really happy with it. Um, Album launch went well and yeah, Getting, getting some good feedback.
2: Yeah, awesome. From what we can tell, it's been received incredibly well. Um, such mm-hmm. an epic body of work. And you had the opportunity to launch it at the retreat back in April with an incredible lineup. We were just chatting about Mama Gunush and Big Farmer, whose scarf you're repping oh, yeah. right now in the studio. <laughs> um, what was the experience of, you know, setting up that uh launch and how has the process of releasing the album up until then been for you
1: yeah so launch was great with those bands big farmer mama ganoush good friends of ours and some of our favorite bands so we were so stoked to have them along um and uh getting the album ready and stuff it was a bit of a stressful time sort of pumping through it all and um i've sort of recorded and mixed it all myself so a lot of work went into it but Overall, pretty smooth sailing, I think.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't. I had no idea that you recorded a mix
1: of that That yourself. is news to me. <laughs>
0: wow, my mind is blown. <laughs>
1: thank you, thank you.
0: <laughs> Talk to us about the kind of conception of this whole album. Where does it start, or when did it start? And do you like remember, for instance, the first song that you wrote off this record?
1: Yeah, so these songs we've sort of been we haven't released much in a while before this and I guess they'd just been like sort of the last 3 years I've been working on them. I think maybe Tell the Teacher was one of the first ones um we came th- up with. But overall the songs sort of just follow this theme live to love, um just like living to enjoy your life and especially coming out of the lockdowns and stuff that was sort of something i was living by a lot and having lots of fun and stuff so um yeah I, that's that's really what it's all about
0: that's cool that answers my question <laughs> <laughs> i said to beck earlier should i ask polly if they do live to love
1: <laughs> we try we really try, try. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: so great. That's all we can do um, with this beautiful record as well. It is very reminiscent of psych pop heavyweights such as Babe Rainbow, you know, a bit of Banana Gun, a bit of Sunfruits. Um, I wanted to ask you, Polly, about some of your formative inspirations versus some of your current inspirations.
1: Yeah, definitely formative for me. I think a big one, a pretty obvious one would be Tame Impala. Mm. Um really hitting that psych-pop sound through that. And then once I was about 15 or 16, I was so heavy into King Gizzard. Um so they've really uh formed our sound a lot, I would say. And then nowadays um, I don't know. I'm really into a lot of like new wave and sort of that 80s really wacky sort of standing stuff. So I think that's creeping into it a bit, some of that like off-kilter disco sort of sound.
0: Mm. There is a real wacky kind of wonky sound to yes, this album. Yeah. wacky and wonky. I, I love it. <laughs> yeah, so good. Um, and as I said earlier, definitely some psych rock vibes as well. How has your music style, like talking about, your different influences from before and now. How has your music style evolved since you first released your debut EP, Put the Kettle On, in 2018? Because that was when Polly was more of a solo bedroom project, right?
1: Yeah. um, So, yeah, God, 2018, that was a while ago. So it started off that whole thing that was just like me in my bedroom, sort of jamming some stuff out and then got some friends together. And we've had sort of a few iterations of the band and there's now six of us. um, And for this album... um, I sort of did probably half the instrumentation and got members of the band for different songs and different little bits. So yeah, it's gone gone from just me to um, like a lot of help from, from the band and they do such a good job, so happy to have them.
2: Yeah, it's such a tight production that you've pulled together. They are an incredible band. Uh, your pockets, if you will, <laughs> with you each step of the way on this record. Is it more of a collaborative process when you're writing songs?
1: Um, so the, the writing is all me. It's so, all you, yeah. Yeah, I sit there on, in my dark room on the computer and just jam until I, <laughs> I get something that I like, but... um yeah, the, the writing's all me. That being said, the all the little fills and little intricacies of each instrument is definitely all the other guys. That For sure. Are really good at that stuff.
2: Yeah, we just had um, the incredible Blake from Cheapskate, a punk rock band from Gippsland Way, and they were saying that they're very guilty of uh, being in public settings and pulling out the voice memo app and just coming into it. <laughs> yeah. Is that something that you do as well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You've got yeah. a voice memo full of.
0: We found find, a running theme.
2: Like, do you go back to that a lot? Do you go back to that catalogue or you just kind of no. stick to the more recent stuff?
1: Yeah, not as much as I should, but every mm. now and again, I'll, I'll sit down and flick right back and occasionally we'll find something and I'm like, hey, that's that's all right. I could yeah. do something with that. The <laughs> library. That's yeah.
0: cool. Yeah. You talked about um, being in your dark room and, <laughs> and, and, and jamming out a song. Is that is. Is that kind of what it is like for you when you create something? Is it like – do you have a methodical approach where you're like, okay, it's time for me to work on something? Or are you kind of one of those more spontaneous artists that have to wait until inspiration strikes?
1: Yeah, pretty spontaneous. I feel like um – It's less about inspiration. I mean, that's a big part of it, but more just when I can really... When I really feel like just going in and having a jam, that's when I get most of the stuff done, when I'm really in the mood. Sometimes I'll go, like, a month or two even and just not play anything at all and barely listen to music, um... But then when I'm in the mood and it's fun, I, f- I find that's when the, the good stuff starts coming out.
2: Mm, for sure. Cool. For sure. And another question that I always love to ask the musos that come in on the show is um, about the progression of the album and the track listing. So with this album, Live to Love, it feels like it just doesn't ever slow, even though the tempos go up and down. It's just this constant, unwavering um like, you're just being absolutely bombarded with sounds and, like, these little bings and, like, mm. ticks, and it's just amazing. Is track listing something that you laboured over when putting together this record?
1: A little bit. Yeah. Um, we we, we spent some time. It's not like we wrote the songs in that order intentionally, mm-hmm. but we spent some time sort of thinking, like, how's it, how well it's going to flow and had a few big ones and then maybe a little chill one and it d- just went through like that.
2: Yeah, because I think it's so important as well when someone puts out a full-length full length body of work to listen to it from start to finish, which mm. is what Sandy had been doing to your yeah. album for the past two days. Definitely.
0: Yeah, I was listening to it on the train here. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to ask as well with Live to Love, sometimes I'm curious about kind of the chicken or the egg thing with like the the title track versus the album. Did you know that the album was going to be Live to Love or did that song come first?
1: Um, so I've, I've actually I've got this concept for a follow up. Uh, I think it's just going to be an EP, maybe five tracks. Follow up sort of body of work to live to love. Um, I won't go too much into that, but um, I think the song sort of came first, and then I came up with this idea um, for a second album that sort of goes off that. Um, and it's turned into this whole thing that all will be all revealed soon, I'm sure. Wow, <laughs> part of the master plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: so exciting. I can't wait to hear this very elusive, mysterious second body, but yeah. you've already gifted us with such a great first debut album. Um, well... It is your debut album, isn't it? The other yeah, one was an EP. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, thank you. Um, and we are going to actually play one more song off the album. We mentioned to you earlier, we're going to spin Have You Heard Them, which is definitely a standout for Beck and I. And I just love, like, the gravelly guitar here as well. It just, yeah, it's so good. Um, tell us a little bit about this song. How did this one come about for you?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think. When I first came up with this song... Um, it started off sort of more like the, the first half of it, which is quite like fun and bubbly. And then it kind of all turns south in the second half and gets quite heavy. And I think the more we played it live, the heavier it got. And then even when recording, I just was jamming over the top of it and had this like ripping guitar right at the end. And I was like, I got to keep that. So it got a lot heavier in that end bit over the writing process, Mm. um, but, yeah, it's a fun one.
0: Yeah, I love the way the instrumentation keeps going at the end. It really builds nicely. Yeah. yeah thank you. So great. Um, you said before as well that this was kind of like a DIY
2: project for you because you chucked everything together with the production. You mixed it. Did you master it yourself as well?
1: Um, no, did not okay. master it myself.
2: Okay. So not all, not no, all DIYs. Close. I got a, got a
1: second opinion on that yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough.
2: Um, Sandy had a great interview with another, uh, I guess you could say, like psychopop artist. Kind of a bit more electronic, I guess. Uh oh, Kesma, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who had done something similar, and he said by the end of it, he was pretty much ripping his hair out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I
1: got, got to that with the mixing. <coughs> it's just like, when am I done? I could, you could always do more, but just right. got to cut yourself off at some point, I reckon. Yeah.
2: We you, did. You find that you were going to other people for opinions and being like, do I need to add anything else?
1: Yeah, going back to the band, I think. I think like especially mixing my own vocals is quite hard and so I pro- probably got some more opinions on that it's like does this sound good am I tripping or mm. um, but um, Eric um, Skirba from Hobson's Bay Coast Guard mastered it um, oh cool and he did a really good job sort of bringing my quite wacky and funky mix to life so yeah, Props yeah. to him
0: we love wow. Hobson's Bay as well we so do. good yep, legends. but yeah I can understand it it's hard when you're so close to something as well like especially your own voice yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow just want to repair out with the incredible album artwork that
2: we were talking about just before we started uh, chatting on air. You said that it was your partner that actually designed that for you.
1: Yeah, my partner Hannah worked on that one. Um, She sort of just came up with the idea for a weird-looking alien thing one day, and I was like, let's do it.
2: Yeah. We just went
1: from there, yeah.
2: (laughs) I kind of was wondering, what is this creature? It's like a little... A little heart. Heart. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like a little alien that comes in peace, I guess, and <laughs> <laughs> brings love, like Mr Burns. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Actually, you know what?
2: I kind of see it with the the hand. The hand. Yeah. Yeah, all yeah. the other
1: art on the album has lots of... Um, Astrid, who did all the other art, um, incorporated lots of hands and fingers and stuff in there. So, mm. so good. So that was really cool.
0: Yeah, all of the art for this record is amazing, and the vinyl itself is... oh. Bright yellow, got the artwork on that. Yeah, the sticker in the middle, amazing. Definitely go and check it out for yourselves, I recommend. Did you know that you want it to be yellow vinyl as well?
1: Well, we were, um, I was hoping for it to sort of match the front cover, so I was hoping for like a good yellow, orange or pink. um, Mm -hmm. And we looked at the colours and that yellow stuck out a lot.
2: Amazing. Nice and bright. (laughs) Yeah, speaking of coloured vinyl, actually, Hobson's Bay has some coloured vinyl for their... um, for their debut album, which I have. And uh, I think I'm going to have the ad Live to Love to my collection. Gingling. Just going to start uh, yeah. <laughs> collecting all of the coloured all vinyl the in coloured the world. vinyl, yes. <laughs> we love it. We love it so much. Um, well, we have had such a great time having you in the studio. Thank you so much, Jackson, for joining us today and chatting about your beautiful debut album, Live to Love.
1: Thanks so much, Beck and Sandy. We really appreciate it.